I felt isolated and I felt alone. I didn't have anyone to talk to here at work. In this episode, you'll hear Yvette, a case manager in Arizona, and Tara, a surgery scheduler in Minnesota, share how they came together as a strong black woman and a strong white woman to make a positive change. On May 25th, George Floyd was murdered in Minnesota. On June 2nd, I received a message on LinkedIn from a colleague, Tara Miller. We didn't really know each other prior to, well, prior to this, I guess. Um, LinkedIn brought us together as colleagues of Mayo Clinic, and we have just reached out to each other for little things, minor triumphs that we've gone through, and just a brief messages to each other. So the reason that I reached out is obviously the news was, you know, showing everything that was happening, the riots were going on and the looting. And the part that disturbed me the most is that I feel like things kind of got lost. That took a precedence over what truly had happened. Yvette was on my heart that night and I felt the need to reach out to her and just ask her, you know, how are you? because there's so much chaos going on right now. And um, I truly just wanted to know, how are you doing? And in that moment, I asked her, I'm like, you know, I don't want to overstep any boundaries or anything. And please stop me if I do. But how would you feel about an ICU movement where together we talk and begin the conversation and start to break down the walls and the barriers between African-Americans and white people in America. We really need to, to work towards this change. It's funny listening to you tell your part of the story because I always um, think that nothing happens by chance. And for you to be laying all the way in Minnesota and for me to be on your mind was definitely God's doing. Mm -hmm. And and I'm so grateful that you reached out to me that day because I was doing very, very, very bad that day. I imagine that with all of the programs that are being rolled out and initiatives that there are likely not a lot of African-Americans within the Mayo enterprise as a whole and Arizona is no exception there are not a lot of us in my department. And because of the COVID-19 restrictions and among other things, I am currently the only Black woman in my department working on campus. Here within the walls of Mayo, I felt isolated and it was really tough coming in here every day. I would some days almost not make it in. I was seconds away from not wanting to walk back through the doors of this place again. When you said, I see you, those three words probably, I will say, saved my Mayo life. To know that somebody that didn't look like me and that hasn't 
gone through the struggles that I have gone through said, you know what? I see you. I don't know what it is that I can do to help. Just let me know, but I'm here to help. And I want to thank you for that. When I got your message back the next day, your first sentence was, when I can stop crying, I will respond to you. When you said that, it instantly made me cry. And in that moment, like I knew God's purpose for me. And so it was kind of a touching thing. And once we got past all the mooey gooey stuff, we were already sending emails, rapid fire emails out to the ODI department. I'm going to make a change, you know, and I can't do that by offering a change and then sitting back and hoping things happen. We are building up momentum for change within the walls of Mayo Clinic so that we can help to create that change outside the walls of Mayo Clinic. There's been so much hurt and so much heartache. And I know that as a strong African-American woman, you probably can hold your own, but it's nice to have somebody to walk alongside you. And I want to be that person. One of the most important reasons that everyone within Mayo Clinic makes it a point to be intentional in letting other people know that you see them. Mm-hmm. especially as we now move into this movement to address systemic racism and fix a lot of problems that have been swept under the rug for so long. It's important to be intentional when you recognize that you are white and your colleague is Black. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We know we're Black. We know you're white. It's okay to talk about race. It's okay to recognize our differences. And it's okay Um, to see people of color. See color. There's no other way around it. If you don't see it, you're sweeping it under the rug. And that's such an issue. We have to see so we can make that change. I mean, you said it just a few minutes ago. You said, I know you're a strong black woman. You know, that I stand in the mirror every morning and tell myself, (laughs) yes, I'm a strong black woman. You know, I know I'm a strong black woman. Yes. But Mm -hmm. just because we can do things ourselves doesn't mean we want to. Mm -hmm. And all of the time we shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. So to know that we have non-people of color that are willing to stand beside us Mm -hmm. in this fight is quite refreshing. The word allyship is being used a lot now. And I think that there is going to be some power that grows from that word as well. Because if we have allies that have this power that they've been welding for all of this time and not even knowing it, you know, we talk about white privilege. Mm -hmm. That word knocks some people off of their rocker as well. Mm -hmm. These are the conversations that we need to be having. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, you and I coming together as a strong African-American woman and a strong white woman coming together, that's powerful and it's unique. Our hope is to provide education and to provide a safe environment for questions, for answers, for the the final breakdown of these walls. You can fight as much as you want to, but you can't fight alone.
And so together we'll rise. One of the coolest things about our vision for ICU and it's a recommendation that I would throw out to everyone that ever hears our voices is be open to having these discussions. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of our problem and why we've been stuck where we are for so long is because Mm -hmm. people don't want to have these discussions. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Every time I talk about the day that you reached out to me, I cry like a big baby, but it really means that much to me. Mm -hmm. And for someone who doesn't know, just to see me around here going about my regular day, you would never ever know just how heavy all of that that I was carrying around was. And even when I attempted to have conversations with people, they would very quickly divert the conversation Mm -hmm. in a whole nother direction and I get it. It's uncomfortable. It's frustrating and it's scary and it's sad and it's so many things like just to have all of these emotions running through you every single day and then you have to come in here and put on your male face and to suppress all of that. People should know that emotions are okay. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to agree with everything that I say. You can get mad about some things that I say, and we can talk about that. I'm going to respect you. You are going to respect me, but we're going to talk through it. Mm -hmm. And if I cry, it's not because you made me cry. It's because I'm passionate about what it is we're talking about. And if I'm passionate enough to cry about it, believe that there's something that I would like to do. about. So Tara, thank you for stepping up to the plate. (laughs) I thank you for accepting that and accepting me to walk with you in this fight. You are all the way in New Prague. Mm -hmm. I'm here in Arizona. And in, in that week span, when all of that was going on, with all of the people walking around here in this hospital, not one single person said, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. I know I must have looked a hot mess (laughs) because that's how I felt. But I still kept showing up. I was late for a whole week straight. I was late because I wasn't sleeping. I had a hard time getting out of bed in the morning because I didn't know if I wanted to come back to this place because I knew how each day previous had been. My recommendation for all of my fellow colleagues within the Mayo Clinic is to start to develop compassion towards not just other people, but people of color. And let's start to have those conversations It's as simple as saying, how are you? And start the conversation with each other. Um, Begin to break down those walls and the barriers that history has put up for us. Let's start to to walk with each other. 
instead of walking past each other. Just because somebody looks like they're doing good on the outside does not mean they're doing good on the inside. I see you. Those three words can very literally save someone's life. And if you take a few seconds out of your day and let someone know that you see them, you're helping to change the world. Consider your opportunities to say, I see you to your colleagues, friends, and family. Start the conversation and be part of opening up and making a change.